You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We'll welcome in our buddy uh, Nick Wagner, fresh off of uh, his television commitments for ESPN and, of course, uh, San Francisco 49ers practice nick we appreciate you so much we were having this discussion earlier is, is are the cowboys the 49ers biggest rival Ooh, that's a good question i think i think that like historically it's it's probably the best like non-division rivalry in football right like mm. if you take away the division factor i think you have to look at it that way and guys when they play on sunday that it will be the uh, it'll tie for the most you know games played between two teams in a post uh, in the postseason in history. So I think this is their ninth postseason meeting, and there's a couple other matchups that have happened nine times also. So it'll be tied there. But the stakes, uh, you know, I was talking to Nick Bosa about it today, and I, and I said, you know, last year was your first kind of taste of that. Uh, you know, how did that feel? Do you remember even feeling that rivalry, even though it was a long time? before you were even, you know, thinking about playing football, even a glimmer in your mom's eye that the last time they played the postseason. And he said, yeah, he said, honestly, you know, it's a big deal because it's the playoffs, but because of the history between these two teams, it's an even bigger deal. And so I don't know if it's the biggest rivalry in football just because they don't play all the time, uh, but amongst non-division rivals, I don't know that there's one. I mean, for us guys, you know, guys like us growing up in the 80s and 90s, like, You know, when you're falling in love with football, it's something I remember, and I wasn't even a fan of either team. I just loved watching them go at it, you know? Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, the stakes are so high when these two teams get together uh, traditionally. And and it's been that way even now. Even though last year was a wild card game, that felt like, you know, a huge game. Mm -hmm. This one Mm -hmm. on Sunday feels like a huge game. There's, There's a part of me, Nick, that feels like this game indirectly is like the 90s. Because I think the winner of this game is going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, the argument could be made, especially because we don't know exactly kind of where Philly's at right now. Uh, I I personally am a believer in a healthy Philadelphia team. I just don't know if that's what they are. You know, mm-hmm. we, we just haven't seen that. And so um, you could make that argument that this is that type of game. And, guys, look, you know, all year long, to me, the NFC has been three teams that kind of cut above the rest, and that is – Philadelphia, San Francisco, and Dallas. And Dallas, you know, I started to have my doubts over the last month of the season. They didn't look great. They were turning the ball over a lot. Their defense was showing some signs of warts. Uh, But, you know, the team that we saw the other night looked a lot more like the team that played for most of the season. And I think this is just going to be the biggest challenge that the 49ers have gotten since they played Kansas City, but certainly for for Brock Purdy and, and for that offense. This Dallas defense, their pass rush, is no joke. They lead the NFL in pressure percentage. They're second in sacks per drop back. Uh, it's not just Demarcus Lawrence and Micah Parsons. They've got a number of guys who can kind of create havoc in the pass rush. 
The funny thing is, though, is Brock Purdy's actually been excellent when under pressure <laughs> in, a, in, a, in a smaller sample. He's under When he's under duress, he's thrown four touchdowns and no picks um, and, and been right amongst the league leaders in, in completion percentage and yards per attempt uh, when he's under pressure. So um, it's kind of good on good in that way. But uh, I think, you know, some of his escapability, his mobility, the things that we've seen him do to get away from pressure and make things happen, he's going to have to be really on point with that stuff in this game because I'm sure there's going to be plenty of moments uh, where those Cowboys are going to be bearing down on them. Nick, and not to take anything away from the incredible performances that Brock Purdy has had uh, and has uh, mm-hmm. composed as he's been uh, during the stretch, how much credit would you give Kyle Shanahan for what we've seen from Brock Purdy so far? Yeah, you're, I think you said it well, Damian. Like, you, you have to give credit to everybody here. But uh, let, let me just, if I can, just go back a little bit here, guys. I, I think there's an evolution in Kyle Shanahan here that is maybe going underplayed or under-talked about a little bit. And what I mean by that is, is when Kyle Shanahan got to San Francisco, he didn't come here and say, you know what, we're going to be all about yak. Offensively, we want to get guys who are physical and can run through you and get yards after. He didn't say that. He went out and got Pierre Garçon because Garçon was the physical guy that he knew, and he could kind of fill that role. But what he was looking for when he was going into drafts and he was looking at receivers, he was saying, give me guys who could separate. I want the Dante Pettis of the world because when I watch tape, he's creating separation with his route running. Mm. It didn't work, guys. It didn't work. And they got Debo Samuel, and they said, oh, this is interesting. Like, this guy is like Pierre Garçon to the next level, like his ability to run after the catch. And what's happened is, is I think Kyle Shanahan realized, you know who can create separation in this offense consistently? Me, the coach. I'm the guy who can do that. And so what happens if I take that ability that I have to draw up separation for my receivers and I pair it with guys who, when they catch the ball, will give it that separation, can run through and pass every tackler that's thrown in their way. And I think you're seeing that now, that evolution of, Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch and what they've built, which I always say now it's all about sacks and yak are kind of the pillars of, of this foundation here. That is what they built, but it wasn't initially that way. They've leaned into that and getting Debo Samuel kind of opened their eyes, but now you have the, I would argue guys, the, the tight end, the wide receiver and the running back who respectively at their positions are the best in the league with the ball in their hands after the catch. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's not a coincidence guys. That is leaning into a realization of what this offense could be if you get those guys. Yeah, that's great stuff, Nick. Um, one of the things that, that I looked at, it may be really simplistic uh, when talking about this game. I understand that. But sometimes it's not rocket science, right? It, it, it's, it can be fairly simple. <laughs> I think I know what you're going to say, man. I think I know. <laughs> well, I look at the way the 49ers run the football. And my thought about the 49ers is they, it's not like they're an unbeatable team. But if you can't stop them from running the football, I don't think you can beat them. And I don't think Dallas is equipped to stop this running attack. What do you think about that? Yeah, it's the biggest weakness on that Dallas defense is is stopping the run. And I think they're 22nd in the league or something like that uh, in run defense this year. And, you know, if you remember, guys, last year when they played in the playoffs, the Niners, to start that game, marched the ball right down. They just ran it down their throat to start the game, basically. And they were having a lot of success. And I still believe that if Jimmy Garoppolo hadn't gotten hurt in that game, that game would have been nearly as tight as it was late in the game. Now, to be fair, 
Dallas also made a bunch of mistakes. I mean, I think they had 14 penalties in that game last year uh, and some key moments, too. So there's a little bit of balance there. But, yeah, I mean, it, it is it is one of those things where you always look at it and you say, what works in January? What works in the postseason? And the cliche is, is can you stop the run and can you run the ball? Well, the cliche is a cliche for a reason because more often than not, the teams that can do those two things go the furthest. Um, and the other thing I would add to that in the, in the Niners' case, and you want to be real simplistic about it, I could get even more simple with it, <laughs> is turnovers. Mm. The 49ers are number one in the league in turnover differential, but here's the stat that matters, guys. For themselves, when they've turned the ball over two or more times this year, they're 0-4. Mm. When they've turned the ball over one time or zero times, they're undefeated. And wow. that's as simple as I can make it, guys. I mean, I can see, we could we could talk all day long, but I mean, it's sometimes it's just as simple as that. And I think in the Niners case, it really is that simple just because they are so talented that the only way they're going to lose to a lot of these teams, I'm not saying everybody, but a lot of these teams is by shooting themselves in the foot. Mm. You think, uh, and I feel like this type of stuff comes up every year. Like D- D'Amico Ryan's, it seems like he, and you wrote about this recently, just primed to be uh, a head coach somewhere. Uh, hypothetically, the 49ers keep winning. You think that hurts his chances? Yeah, it doesn't help. And you know what's interesting? I had a long chat with D'Amico last week, about a half hour we talked, and um, for the story that, that ran today. And I just don't get the impression that he is in a rush to take a head coaching job. Um, he believes he's ready. Uh, he, he said it on the record. I'm, I'm ready to do this. But, you know, last year, guys, the Vikings were very interested in him. They wanted him back for a second interview. They were hiring a general manager who knew D'Amico from their time together here in San Francisco. There was a lot of connections there, and he bowed out of that. And that wasn't a terrible option right like the vikings have a pretty good roster that, that wasn't a team that needed a massive rebuild and if you look around at the teams that have openings this year what job is super appealing there yeah. I, I don't I, I don't know that there is one like the broncos on paper should be because that is a historically good franchise with a great fan base and they have deep pocketed owners and resources forever but the quarterback situation is bizarre and you may be stuck for a couple of years with it because of the money and so um, if you don't have a great offensive plan, how do you do that? So that's just one example. But um, I, I do think that it's one of those things that a lot of teams are willing to wait a little bit, but waiting until the very end is tough. And you just don't see it happen a lot. But the 49ers, <laughs> that's a great example of a team where it paid off because they waited for Kyle Shanahan all the way through the Super Bowl, and I don't think they regret that a single day. Yeah, yeah. Hey, guys, I want to ask Nick one more thing because yeah. he's been around this team, and I want to I want to see what he thinks about this. There's much to be made about the Cowboys getting bullied last year and, and getting punked and all this other stuff. And now this year, there's questions: Will they get bullied again? And I'm sure they're they're going to be you know heightened for that. Like well, we're not going to let that happen again, and they're going to be all charged up to not let it happen again. And the funny thing about it is, I think that the 49ers on the other side. They don't look at it as we're going to bully them or we're going to be tougher or nothing like that. They just look at it as we're about to play 49er football. And if it turns out that we bully them, then that's how it is. Do you think that's how they look at at something like this? Or are they aware of, no, we have to be the bullies in this game or something? No, it's an interesting interesting question only because, like, you're talking about, like – 
something that would be something you're striving for or something that's inherent, right? Like you, what is your identity versus what you're trying to put? Let's, let's, let's use an analogy. It's like who you really are versus who you are on Instagram, right? Like <laughs> there's two, two very different things in a lot of cases for some people, but the 49ers identity is the bully. Like that's mm. how they built this thing. And so, yeah, I don't think in their mind, it's like, Oh, we have to turn it up and we got to be different. They just got, like you said, they just got to go out and do what they expect to do. I think what's what's interesting is is when teams have to try to convince themselves to match that, mm. that they're already behind if they're doing that because mm. that has to be something that's in you. Like you can't just all of a sudden decide you want to be the baddest guy in the room. You know what I mean? Right. And and so I, I don't know that I don't know that that is something that Dallas has. And the other thing I would add to that is, and this isn't Dallas's fault, but it works against them that they played on Monday night. The 49ers had two days, two extra days ahead of them. And people say that's unfair. I would argue that it's actually less than it used to be. The two seeds used to get a buy. So it used to be a whole week off. Now it's just a couple days that they get ahead of them. But the other thing is, this is the fourth straight road game for the for, for the Cowboys. Yeah. And that's a lot. That's yeah. a lot, guys. And the, the Niners did that last year. And I would argue if you go to the second half of that Rams game, the Niners gas tank ran out. And I, and, I, and I think that there's a possibility that that could be the same type of scenario for the Cowboys, too. And, the, and to your point, Casey, if they, if they come out and try to empty that tank right away, mm. it could be a problem because then you've got to still play a whole second half or whatever it is, you know, to try to keep up. Yeah. Nick, I took that Instagram remark personally, so we're just going <laughs> to say goodbye hey, now. <laughs> if, if, you took, if you took it personally, that means you're guilty, my man. That's, okay. that's, if, if it sounds like I'm talking to you, I'm talking to you. I know. I know. That's the sad part. Great stuff as always, Nick. Thanks for making time for us, man. We really appreciate, appreciate it. Appreciate you, man. Yeah, you got it, guys. See you later. It's our guy, Nick Wagner, ESPN 49ers Insider. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 